Before we get into the show proper, I just want to thank everyone for checking out, supporting and following Chronicle Podcast this year in 2022. We will be back in the new year with a further two episodes which will close out season four. On this episode though, I've themed things a bit more festive, well as festive as you can when talking about a sleazy, seedy British Christmas horror movie. But yeah, sit back, get comfy and enjoy this slab of obscurity. Not a lot of people talk about this one and you'll see why I chose it to be our Christmas Chronicle episode um, when we come back after the intro. Hi, I'm Duncan, and you're listening to Chronicle Podcast, an almanac of old world horrors. Ignition, T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, liftoff. Present from the people who brought you Friday the 13th. Now comes Don't Open Till Christmas. A homicidal maniac is loose at Christmas. His target is Santa Claus. No one dressed as Santa Claus is safe. His death toys are a spear, a gun, an open razor, a dagger, or a garrote. Execution by any means. Don't open till Christmas. Some Santa Clauses ignore the warnings. He surely wouldn't attack a woman. <laughs> Don't open till Christmas with special guest star Carolyn Monroe. Terror drives one Santa Claus into a house of wax. Amidst the wax and plaster, a real body, warm flesh, wet blood. Don't open till Christmas. What possible reason could I have for going around killing Santas? Oh, none. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming to get you. So, Santa, did you bring me any presents? I'm... I'm not the real one. Starring Edmund Purdom, who knows there are only three more killing days till Christmas. Don't open till Christmas. If you do, you may not see in the new year. And welcome to Chronicle Podcast. This is season number four, episode number 10. This is the final episode of 2022. And when we come back in the new year, you'll get episodes in January and February closing out this season, a short hiatus, and then we'll return with a similar format to what we've been doing on season four with guests. But I will be returning to the picky subcategory and get guests on to join me for that season. A shorter season for season five will be running six episodes, but it'll keep us ticking along in the year 2023 
on this episode, I have chosen something kind of fun, something kind of nasty, something off the beaten track, and definitely something that you're going to wonder why I picked it. We're discussing on this episode, don't open until Christmas, uh, or don't open till Christmas, depending on what part of the world you're in. This movie here was made in 1984, and it is a British slasher movie. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Duncan, I have never heard of this movie before. And trust me, a lot of people have never heard of this movie before. And you'll find out right now while I chose it, because this one is directed by, for the most part, we're going to loosely use the word directed by Edmund Purdom, and is produced by um, Dick Randall. These two had worked just two years prior on a little slasher exploitation movie from Spain called Pieces. Now, Edmund Purdom, and spoiler alert for Pieces, is the killer in that particular movie. He is the, the principal of the school in Pieces and, you know, a well-known genre actor of the time. He was asked to star in this movie and through some weird conversations and kind of almost um, grab-standing, there was a, a move on this one for specifically Edmund Purden to go behind the camera as director. He wanted director credits on this one. The only problem is he'd actually never done direction before. He'd never been a director. And um, as a result of that, there is a ton of stories in the background about how this movie took a lot longer than it should have taken and the troubles on set, specifically because of Purdom's directing ability. It was said that some of the footage he actually directed was absolutely terrible. So after a time period went along, we got a brand new director, which was Derek Ford, um, and he he came in and he, uh, he tried to assist. Now, Ped, uh, Purdom didn't actually direct for many days, it was less than a week, but was plenty of footage shot. Um, once again, if you believe the lore, he had asked, um, there's a scene, there's a couple of scenes with animals, specifically a dog, and apparently he was trying to direct the dogs like humans. You know, you will stand over here, we will say action, you will move to here, dog, and then you will do this, you will act this way. Um, any very surreal sort of, of, of kind of directing style, which we would say didn't, didn't deliver necessarily what you thought it might. Now, some details about this movie before we get into talking about it in a bit more detail. Now, like I say, Edmund Purdom directed part of it. Uh, Derek Ford did the majority of the direction. It is written up, it's written by Derek Ford and Alan Birkinshaw, who, who did some of the additional scenes. It stars Edmund Purdom himself, Alan Lake, Belinda Mays, uh, Jerry Sundquist, Kelly Baker, Mark Jones, uh, Kevin Lloyd, Ray Marioni, Sid Warg, Rick Kennedy, um, we've got Wendy Danivers, and also, if you once again want a little bit of those uh, a little bit of those trivia, we have the phenomenal Carolyn Monroe, who had been in a few slasher movies in or around this time period, jumping in for a quick one and done day of shooting. This um this movie here is a weird one for sure. It is incredibly seedy. Uh, it just reeks of the time period and kind of that exploitation, kind of almost grindhousey sort of slasher cinema that you got from low rent filmmakers trying to cash in on the 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 rise, bust, and boom 
of the slasher film genre. Synopsis for this one is Someday with very little Christmas spirit is killing anyone in a Santa suit. One London holiday season. And Scotland Yard has to stop him before he makes his exploits an annual tradition. Um, yeah, th that is really the, the loose connection here is we have a killer killing people dressed like Santa. The it's very much a slasher movie though the killer has a phenomenal mask in this one like I, like absolutely like to me maybe top 10 slasher masks of all time it's, it's absolutely wicked and there's an element because we're in the UK so we're in the European hemisphere of of kind of genre filmmaking um, the slasher killer uses an, a, an a selection is probably the best way to describe this. A selection of different utensils to kill people, all stabby. And you get some wonderful kills here. Like, absolutely wonderful. Uh, some dick severing, some stomach puncturing. Um, there's a Santa whose head is, like, thrust down upon, uh, I think they call it, like, a chestnut fire. I've never seen one like this. It's like an open grill, which sets this kind of Santa ablaze, like putting a candle near a dry Christmas tree. Um, just a variety of really, really, really fun uh, stabby deaths. Lots of different utensils. Um, and not necessarily Christmas themed. I suppose that's the big thing about this one. Out with them killing Santa and the occasional choirs in the background um, singing. This is not like one that reeks or enthuses the listener with the, with the, the, the spirit of Christmas. I kind of like that. It's, it's in the background doing stuff but we're building towards Christmas itself very much like PCs this has like a bizarre um, kind of almost dual story that's running um, the, the kind of as lore would tell you it's because the movie itself had different scenes added and as a result of that the guy you think you're following in this movie for the most part transitions at some point to another character who becomes the main thrust of interest and I'll be honest with you um, I'm not clear the movie actually makes any effort to delineate that to you while you're viewing it um, and nor by the end of it does it make any sense why it would do that um, there's plenty of red herrings once again kind of PC style red herrings being shown up here you can pretty much quickly, if you have seen any movies before or understand plot devices, work out who the killer is. I would say maybe about 15 minutes into it, there's a particular telephone conversation. And if you are just a wee making a sandwich or a cup of tea when that happens, then chances are you would miss that. But from that point onwards, you should be pretty savvy as to who the killer is. But what I love about this is because Edmund Purdom is in this one, there is a, a kind of sense of, well, he played he played the killer in Pieces, so, and he, you know, he kind of sounds like the same voice on the phone, has the same build. If I put this mask on him, he might look the same. In fact, you know, he actually looks quite a little bit like the guy I suspect is the killer. Could it be the great switcheroo? Could this be a Christmas miracle and I am wrong about this killer? No, no, no. Um, it's definitely not that. Although you get the most convoluted, bizarre ending uh, in a slasher movie overall where you get a full flashback, which is, I would argue, one, not needed, and two, at no point set up during the movie. Like, all we know is our, our specific killer is killing people dressed like Santa, so there must be 
something in the background. Something must have happened that has led this particular killer to that that kind of that thrust, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, and we, we get a, an explanation for it. It's a stupid fucking explanation, if I'm honest. And yeah, it's, it's kind of over the top and, and, and too well baked and too late in the movie. But then the movie dares to then give you a further twist after that, which I won't give here, but it is kind of amazing when I think about it. Um, so this is the third time I've seen this movie. I saw it a few years ago on a pretty shitty rip. I then saw it, um, it was like uh, earlier this year again, uh, when it's either Synapse or Vinegar Syndrome, I think it's Vinegar Syndrome, put this one out on Blu-ray and uh, watched it again this week because it is the season. And it genuinely is one of those oddities that I understand why people may have never seen this one before, but it's so much fun and so sleazy. Like such a seedy, seedy, seedy movie. You kind of feel like you want to go for a little wash after watching it. But it, it, it is wholly original. You will not see another slasher Christmas movie that is like this. Yes, you'll see ones where maybe people are killing people dressed like Santa, or other other various bits and bobs that have a kind of a leaning towards a stabby events and you know serial killers operating around about the Christmas time. But don't open till Christmas. Just feels very much its own thing. What's weird about it is it does kind of set itself up in such a way that you could potentially do a sequel, which this movie never got and they never pursued it. And I can kind of see why after the troubles they went through on this one but they could have done it this could have been like a silent night deadly night like franchise but because it's a uk film i get the feeling that's why you didn't get that in america the studio system was just much more savvy into right let's get this one out let's get working on the sequel that you just don't get that here the score is synthy it's very over the top it is a ton of fun and uh, the acting is surprisingly solid for the most part um Nothing like particularly stand out, but the like I say, the killing, the death, and specifically the killer's look, especially when you see him in his raincoat, his kind of almost um, Alice Sweet Alice mask with the straight razor open, um, it's, it's kind of amazing. He does like try to kill a um, erotic model who's wearing nothing but a Santa suit and has the, the full beams on, as we would say in the UK, so nipples clearly shown, and he is, like, rubbing that knife right down the front of her without cutting her. On any protracted scene, it takes about 45 seconds. Me, as a, as a complete pervert, loves every second of that. But you get, that's what you're in for here. That's a, like, that is a clearly an exploitative scene, and the movie revels in that. So if you like your movies, kind of cheap. If you like them kind of sleazy, if you like them, kind of stabby and slashery, and you want to potentially see a Christmas slasher movie you've never seen before, Don't Open Till Christmas is one that you need to check out. It really, really is a lot of fun. It's, like I say, it's out on Blu-ray in the States, so you can get it there. I don't know if it's playing on any streaming sites. Um, I don't even know if you can rent this. Probably maybe we'll rent this on some of the, the kind of digital on-demand services, but it's worth checking out for sure. I, I really, really, really think this one is under-talked, and I will be interested to hear if you guys feel the same. You're listening to Chronicle Podcast.
And that's another episode of Chronicle in the Bag. The last one of the year for 2022. Thank you very much, like I said in the intro, for all the support that you've given us throughout this year. And um, all the, the kind words on the feedback for having guests on. That is something I'm definitely wanting to continue. And we'll see if we can get some new voices involved with this show in the next season when it comes. Like I also said in the intro, we will have two more episodes before we close the doors on season four. They'll be coming in January and February, respectively, with two guest hosts joining me for that. And we'll bring this season into a close. A quick reminder that you can support all the shows on this feed, The Teapots Collected, by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You will get shows like Where To Begin With, which will be finishing tomorrow, the day after this releases. We're finishing our season number three on that one, which was looking at film noir and neo-noir through cinema. The movie that we closed it out on was Blade Runner, and we will be doing a horror-themed season next year for the entirety of the year, looking at sci-fi horror movies, Where To Begin With, on that show. For Opera Omnia, that will be concluding its fourth season next year. Uh, in January, when we do Men, some of the scheduling complications there with the guest have meant that we've pushed that back, but it'll be worth the wait for sure. And then lastly, Doing the Nasty, we'll be putting out an episode on Christmas Eve, which will be the final episode of the year. Myself and Mark Ball trying to catch up some of the ground we lost this year due to podcast Under the Stairs summer series work and Mark getting married. So yeah, you're getting two episodes this month. The second one will be dropping on Christmas Eve. This episode of Chronicle Podcast was recorded, edited and produced by me for you. Please join me in the new year when we'll be tackling another European horror movie and sitting down with another guest who hopefully has picked a movie I've never seen before. But before you go away and enjoy your Christmas time off, your holiday or whatever it is you celebrate over this time period and get yourself ready for the new year, remember this. Is there not room in your heart for both? They both spread peace, charity and goodwill. Only Jesus can save your soul from internal damnation. A smug smile spread across the reverend's face. Can Santa Claus do that? Don't think so. Santa let out a sigh. We all serve God in our own way. Then almost to himself, sometimes whether we wish it or not. You've been listening to Chronicle Podcast, an almanac of old world horrors. Until the next time. Ignition. T-minus 10. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero, lift off.